Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Did I update this way? Is it is it episode eighty four? I don't know. I've been off for a while. Um, it is episode eighty four, so I did not update it in the notes. Always check. You have been off for a while. How was your uh, whatever it is you were doing? It was great. Whatever I was doing. <laughs> How about the audio quality on last week's podcast? Yeah, that was a little rough. Uh, Tommy, I, he kind of let you down there. It was on Tommy's end, so I have no problem throwing Tommy under the bus. And unfortunately, there was nothing we could do about it because I didn't know the uh, we had issues until after we recorded. And I had I had the difficult choice of either putting that podcast episode down, you know, humanely, or sending it out into the world because I thought I thought it was a good show with Tommy. I really enjoyed the the content we produced, and it was either you know send it out there um, in the version that we did or kill it in its sleep. And I I elected to you know give it a chance at life. So um, yeah, you might have. Might have old yellered it. Should have old yellered it. We'll consider that more strongly for next time if that happens again. But anyway, episode 84 on today's show. Still in spring training. I feel like this is baseball purgatory now that we've been here for so long. It's a long spring training, isn't it? It is, especially because last year's was so short. And then, I mean, the spring training is like almost as long as the entire season was last year. Yeah, we have a month of spring training. And last <laughs> year we had two months of a season. That's right. We were like at the all-star break, like <laughs> at this point last year when the season started. I'm ready for baseball, real, real baseball, especially when they're not on TV. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, it's supposed to be on TV tonight. I don't. Are, you, are they on TV tonight? I don't know. It's a 640, 640 start time. That's my I love that start time. It is Thursday. anything's better than 7.05. You were against this last year. I've been talking about the 6.30, 6 o'clock start times for a long time. You were against it. Let's make it five. Like, you know, cool five. up in age, you know, I go to bed <laughs> at like 9 p.m. <laughs> all right, Wade's on board now. Okay, I'll I'll throw Paddock in the closer role if the Padres start all their games at 6.20. You've got a deal. Done. On today's show, so spring training, Tatis was down. And now he's back. San Diego fans collectively held their breaths and clenched their sphincters for, well, was it, I guess just about a day because we got good news pretty much right away that it was just not a serious injury. It was only, freaked, I mean, even a couple hours. A couple hours. AC okay. tweeted back like, oh, someone close to Tatis says he's okay. That was enough time for all of us to grow an ulcer, though. That was enough time to freak everyone out. True. You don't like hearing, though, that like, oh, he's been dealing with this for years. It's like, that's not good. Yeah, just, you know, ignorance is bliss sometimes. (laughs) I didn't need all of that information that he's he's had these injuries off and on his whole life. Um, Keep that keep that to yourself next time. I don't need that right now. So he's back. We're fine. Everybody relax. Um, What are we going to do with blank? So that's uh, a a, a segment where that we're going to do in a little bit regarding what some of the players that we've been watching in spring training. I think you can infer that uh, the blank is going to be a player's name and we're going to figure out what we should do with that person. So what are we doing with blank? The Kim problem. So this could also be in what we're going to do with blank, but 
Hassan Kim, I don't. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him because there's some serious issues with Kim and uh, Padres Twitter has turned on him quickly. It seems like spring training Padres Twitter. Let it be. Before we get into all that and other little news and notes that we're gonna we're gonna shoehorn into the front here. Wade, do you have a bet online ad read for us? I do. I have not been doing well uh, betting wise, but my bracket's in first place. So I've uh, been having a terrible week. Uh, usually March Madness is where I shine and I'm just going to blame this on the pandemic. Uh, I've been, I've been off my game for the last couple weeks and it's, it's 100% the pandemic's fault. Take the ducks this weekend. Oh, I'm all over the ducks. March Madness is upon us. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so some things to clear up before we get into the main topics of the day. Via Dennis Lynn today, you Darvish announced Padres opening day starter. Uh, via that's also via Jace Tingler, I guess. So Dennis Lynn via Jace Tingler. Blake Snell will start the second game. So that's kind of, I mean, did that surprise anyone? I guess not really. I was that's lost all. there. I was trying to find the other ad. Jesus, Wade. <laughs> can you, can you, I'm trying to be prepared for you, bro. The next ad that we're going to read in about 20 minutes, you had to you had to find where that was right now? I, I did, you know. You Darvish, opening day. Or did, did, were we surprised at all? A little surprised. I, I thought, you know, now Snellzilla, the, the name that you hate, could have gotten the, the look. But I don't think it really matters, you know. It's both these guys are veterans. I don't think they really care uh, that their name is the opening day starter. I think the only one that actually does care is Paddock, and he had no shot. Um, I think Joe you know, Muskong, Musgrove, Joe Muskong versus Snellzilla. You know the Snell, the the Godzilla versus Kong movies out. Uh, and I'm reaching. I'm reaching there. Ter- terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, ret- I might delete that later. We'll see. Um, but I think I think the only in- interesting thing here was that they also announced Blake Snell is going to be starting the second game. I think that one was up in the air. Although it's also really not that surprising because yeah, Paddock. Uh, the Paddock's not you know the version of Paddock we saw two years ago when he first came up, and Lamette is just barely working his way back into the rotation. So let's got let's get to Lamette for a second. Twelve pitches in his first game back. That was on Wednesday against the Giants. He touched 98. Cool. I'm glad he's not throwing, you know, regularly at 99. Just settle down. Um, sat mid-90s, threw mostly fastballs, gave up a home run. What was your takeaway from that outing? Our first look at Lamette during the spring training. It's definitely just a, hey, let's get him back out there. I think, you know, the slider is what is the most strenuous on his elbow. It's arguably his only pitch, too. He's he's fastballs not super effective at putting guys away. It's the slider. He he's mostly a two pitch pitcher and the slider, you could even argue it's it's a one pitch pitcher. So yeah, I think I think I read something he only threw two, but he only threw 12 pitches. So yeah. two sliders and 12 pitches. Um he did give a home run up to Solano, but if Solano mm-hmm. knows like yo, this is a fastball, like it's spring training, you know? I yeah. I think it's just good to see him back out there. I, I think we're still several months away from him actually being in the rotation for us. Agreed. 
something I was talking with Tommy about last week was uniforms. I'm a big uniform guy. I like to I like to tweak the uniforms a lot. And I actually wrote down the Twitter handle for the the guy who posted this. I don't know if sure I'm not sure if he made them, but it's our current uniform set, but changed colors into blue, orange, and white. And this was by Tatis MVP on Twitter at Tatis MVP. Did you get a look at those uniform sets? I'm I did about? look at them. They are pretty cool, but I think our current ones are cooler. They would have been cool 10 years ago. Like they would have been sick as fuck 10 years ago, but you can't, you can't do that now that we're wearing the brown and gold. It's, it's too late. You it's, those are beautiful uniforms. It's a great set. I would have voted for them 10 years ago over anything else that we had. Eh, just not, not today. It's the wrong time. Agreed. Okay. We're, we're, we're um, the brown team now. The thing I was talking about with Tommy was why can't we wear brown all the time? I would love it if, you know, the gray, tannish, beige-ish pinstripe ones that we have, those are fine. And the browns. Um, but why can't we wear, I'm, I've been saying for a while, why don't we have a brown home set? But I'm, then I started wondering, why do we even have a white home set? Why do we all have to wear white? White is not part of our color scheme. Our color scheme is brown and gold. Why are we shoehorning white in? It's just traditional. It's what they've always done. Um, I know in the NFL, especially when they were starting to put games on TV and it was black and white television, it was really important to distinguish between the two teams because, you know, they're, they're intermingling a lot. They're crashing into each other, tackling. You can't tell who's wearing what. Let's have a team in white and then a team that's darker. So when they, they play, you can actually tell who is who. Baseball, that's not as important. Uh, basketball, it kind of is. So I, I get why they would wear white in basketball as well. We saw that happen just recently. The Hawks were playing the Thunder and they were wearing red and orange. And I was like, what, what the hell is this? But for baseball, doesn't really matter. We see blue on blue a lot, especially during spring training. Blue is a popular color and everyone wears it. But why can't the Padres just wear brown all the time at home? And, you know, if they have to wear white pants for something in the rules, I actually didn't see anything in the rules about having to wear white or even white pants. So, Wade, we're going to the rule book here. Uh, section 3.03. Uh, dash 1.11 player uniforms. All players on the team shall wear uniforms identical in color, trim, and style. And all players' uniforms shall include minimal six inch numbers on the back. That's interesting. The, the numbers are, um, you know, you, you have to have a certain size of number. Then there's something about uh, part of the undershirt exposed. It has to be of a uniform solid color for all players on the team. So that's coming to play with us. I think the color happens to be yellow. Everyone wears yellow. Um, and then further down, a league may provide that each team shall wear a distinctive uniform at all times, or that each team shall have two sets of uniforms, white for home games and a different color for road games. So there's really nothing about gray. Everyone wears gray and everyone wears white, but it says a team may have two sets of uniforms, white for home, different color for road games. So we looked, we, you, uh, I looked this up. You didn't look it up. You were reading about it pre-show, but I looked it up. They were gray because in the old days when they were traveling and it took a long time to get from place to place and they were away from home, they didn't have reliable means of washing their uniforms. And, you know, baseball uniforms get really dirty. They wore gray because it was the easiest to throw on the next day and not show up the stains, like the grass stains and the dirt stains. That's the only reason why they wore gray. So gray, I'm glad we don't have gray anymore. Get gray out of here. It's stupid. White. Why do we still wear, wear white, Wade? Can't we just go to brown? 
it does get really hot at Petco, so I'm fine with the white. Beef Most beef. games are at night. <laughs> Counterpoint. Um, Wade, response. <laughs> <laughs> what about those way back Wednesday day games and Sunday day games? We got to go white those days. Well, they're wearing white in the throwbacks anyway. Yeah, they're throwback whites. But now that we're brown, I say just wear brown all the time. Brown then, pants would, would be kind of sexy. The the road tan pants that we have, I love those. No, like full-on dark brown pants. Ooh, no, Bring I think that's those. too much. Yeah. You look no, like a fudgesicle. No. Love it. Bring it. Okay, I guess we'll disagree, agree to disagree there. Anyway, um, would you would you support changing the home to just brown and then getting rid of the whites? No. No, okay. I might be alone in this. I might, uh, you know what? We've, we've never had a Twitter poll, but I would love to know what Pottery's Twitter thinks about this. I think I'm going to make a Twitter poll and ask, would you support an all brown uniform set for home and road or keep what we currently have? Whites so and all, browns. Assuming all, that MLB would let us do it. All 15 of your followers, please go vote. Well, we're, we're into the triple digits, Wade. <laughs> and don't say my followers. It's our followers. You're part of the show. True. The show account. Okay. I don't have a personal Twitter team account. Thank you. I guess we covered Tatis already. I wanted to go over the Tatis stuff, but the injury, is this something that's going to concern you long-term with Tatis? Because he did mention, this is a surprise, I think, to everybody hearing this, that this is a recurring left shoulder issue. I'm really happy it's not his right shoulder. I thought it was really funny that on MLB Network, they were talking about the injury. And I think it was Ron Darlington who was like, Oh, the left shoulder, that's, it's super important for your, your swing. It's like, well, you only have two shoulders and guess what? They're both important for your swing. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't really need that insight from him there saying how important the left shoulder was. It's the guide shoulder. Cool. The, the right shoulder is providing all the power too. You need both. I, I had no idea this was a thing. Does it worry you long-term about Tatis? And now are you looking at this contract and thinking, did that have anything, did that come up at all during the contract discussions? And are you side-eyeing that contract even a little bit right now? No, not at all. I mean, Tatis is a gamer. It's I, I'm actually happy that he took himself out because normally he'd play through that. It's like, yo, let's settle down in spring training. We don't need to go to 110%. I'm, I'm fine with what he did, and I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I 1% of me disagree. 1% of me is not worried. That's all. It's not a significant percentage. It's, you know, it's just in the back of my mind existing somewhere while the rest of me watches him uh, with exuberance and excitement. There's, you know, if there's a hundred guys in my head that are, you know, in charge of my brain and 99 of them are watching Tatis with Tatis jerseys on and, and screaming. And one guy is in the corner kind of with his back to everyone else, like just thinking to himself with his head down, like, fuck, is he going to be injury prone now? That's all. Are they wearing white or brown jerseys in your head? It's brown. Nice. There might there might be a couple guys wearing white. They didn't get the memo. The one... <laughs> it's it's been it's slow traffic up there. They they didn't all get the memo. <laughs> Moving on to Hassan Kim. So via MLB.com, um, there's a there's a Tingler quote. People are starting to panic about Kim. And there's a Tingler quote that says, It's a complete different unit of pitchers you're having to see here in the United States. It's a little bit more velocity. It's a little bit more movement. There's a history of players coming over and it takes a little bit of time 
Honestly, we've been pretty happy with where Kim's at. He's played great defense. He's working his tail off. This is great coach speak right now. And there's going to be an adjustment period at the plate. What percentage of that is bullshit? I, I kind of agree with him. It's he's, he's a young guy. He's never played over here. He's never seen this type of pitching. Like he's going to struggle at first. That's what we thought. He wasn't just going to come here and hit 350. Um, I mean, right now he's probably like a 200 hitter. I, I would I take 250 because right now in spring training, he's hitting a buck 43. And anytime you start off your batting average with a buck, whatever, that's not a good sign. He's five for 35. He scored one run. He has no homers, no extra base hits. Four walks and 14 strikeouts. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him making the opening day roster. I think you put him in AAA, let him see every day at bats, get his confidence up, and then bring him up somewhere when somebody gets hurt or like midway through the season. He has to be asked to be sent, or he has to be, you know, it, they have to ask him to go down, and he has to agree to it. So that's, it's not just a given that he's going to start in the minors. Wait, I think what? If, they, if they explain to him, like, hey, you're not going to start a lot right now. Would you be more comfortable playing every day in AAA? I know it's going to be tough, especially because, you know, he's not going to have the same kind of resources being, you know, being a Korean born player coming over here. It's his first year here. And now he's going to have to El Paso instead. Um, it, what if you sent him to like Lake Elsinore? So he's closer. Is that an option? Even though that's low A, um, I think there's different things to consider there. I don't think you can discount that completely. It's, I, I don't know what you do with them because you have to sit them down and explain the situation. You're not going to play a lot right now. You're, you're why, definitely struggling. Why do you, why does he have, have to te- why does he have to agree to go down to AAA? Just, it was part of the contract that he signed when he came over. He didn't want to sign with a team and then just stick him in AAA for a year or two. You know, I think that made sense. So it's like a no trade clause to AAA. Yeah, he just has to give permission. Interesting. I feel like people he would forget. Uh, Shohei Otani struggled uh, in his first Cactus League appearance in 2018. Have you heard of Shohei Otani? I have heard of Shohei <laughs> Otani. Shout out to Andrew who does not listen to this podcast, but <laughs> that was some that was some gold earlier in a group chat. Um, did you know Jerks and Profar are sitting? Zero sixty one through <laughs> his two hits and thirty three at bats. His smile looks great though. He's a happy guy. I do love him. Yeah, he's over three caught stealing. I did. I, Kim is also over one caught stealing. Not a, not a great round of stolen bases for the guys. One uh, the one game I watched, there was a terrible call on uh, Profar steal. Okay, so you're saying he should be one for two. Or uh, yes. one stolen base, two caught ceilings. Correct. Okay. Other than that, uh, last thing I want to go over with you today was what to do with blank. So first one, it's our boy, your boy, and my boy. And we kind of talk about him. This might be the official podcast for Tucupita Marcano from Tucupita. He's from Tucupita. He is still up. I don't think he's been sent down yet. Did you see anything about him getting sent down? I have not. He's hitting 484. He has 15 for 31. Jesus, that's impressive. He has one home run. Uh, He's one for three on the base paths, which is not great. He's walked four times, which is fine. Getting a lot of playing time. 
the scouting report on him, I've been reading a lot about him on various scouting uh, websites. So like Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, Fangraphs, Prospects Live, wherever people are analyzing prospects and ranking them. I'm looking him up to see where he, he fits in the Padres. Pretty much universally top 10. He used, I mean, and that's only because of the exodus of players over the last year. No one really sees him projecting for any kind of power at all. I've seen, you know, future value or a future grades of 40 on his power tool, which, you know, 50s average, it's significantly below average, the power tool. Um, I've seen more than that. I've, I've loved the contact that he's making. I think he's been hitting line drives all spring training. He, I mean, he's almost hitting 500. He hits the ball very hard and I've been impressed with the quality of contact that he's making. He hasn't been, you know, I think if he, he's still 21 years old, I think if he develops a little bit of pull power and can run into 12 to 15 home runs a year, I guess that is about a 40, but I think I'd be okay with that if he plays good defensively. And this is probably a second baseman long-term and the speed will play up on the base paths, base paths on, on the offensive side as well. I'm higher on Tuku Pita than I've ever been on Tuku Pita. The, the stock for me keeps going up. What do you do with Tuku Pita? Do you, you know, hold on to him for another year or two and hope that's like some position just opens up for him? Um, or do you think, I mean, they haven't traded him yet. Do you think uh, there's a reason for that? Or do you think they just eventually trade him um, as his stock continues to rise? I think you hold on to him. I mean, he's only 21. He has four doubles in spring. You Like you said, he's running 467 with a 1.310 OPS. Both those numbers, the 467 and the OPS, are tops in the Cactus League this year. So, I mean, dude, dude's raking. <laughs> um, I, I, there isn't really a position for him. You, you were saying second base. It's like second, maybe third, but... Everyone's third, a second baseman now. Right. Like, it, there, there isn't a... I think if... Crown Dog and Kim start struggling. Maybe you bring him up, see see if he can get hot during the regular season. But he's definitely you know not making the opening day roster. Um, but you have yeah. to hang on to him. No. He's proven. What that I he worry play. about. What I worry about is sometimes, uh, especially fans. This is a this is a trap for all fans who like prospects, but also there, there's fans that hoard prospects and there's fans that just want to trade all the prospects and there's very few that are in the middle. And I'm worried that some fans look at to at, look at Tukupita. That's ugh, um, hard to say, but that look at him and think, okay, well, he's a second baseman only for us. Um, I, I, we have plenty of second baseman. Let's just trade him. His age and his skill set. I think you hoard talent while you can. I don't think you just trade guys because you have other guys at the position. I think talent will find a way. You know, the the Jurassic Park uh, life finds a way. I think talent finds a way. I think you keep him as long as you can, unless, you know, this big trade comes along where he becomes an important piece of it. But I think just because you have Jake Cronenworth and Ha Song Kim and Jerks and Profar, I don't think that automatically makes... Tukapita Marcano or anyone else for that matter, expendable just because there's a couple guys ahead of him. He's 20, he's years away still. I don't think you project that far in advance um, with anyone, let alone a guy like Tukapita Marcano. I'd rather have him than Luis Urias. That's for sure. 
people people like Luis Arias. He's he's come back around. Eh, he's done. Garbage. Um, I want one example. I was thinking of. I briefly forgot and then just remembered. Uh, the Boston Red Sox had a MVP second baseman named Dustin Pedroia. And there was a prospect come up in the system that also played second base. And I remember at the time, player or fans and you know MLB people and prospect people, because I play in a bunch of prospect leagues, uh, were like, oh yeah, this guy's not going to have a place to play. They're going to have to trade him. Do you have any idea who that player might have been? The prospect coming up. Pokey Reese. No. You do love Pokey Reese. <laughs> it was Mookie Betts, okay? Can you imagine just dumping Mookie Betts because you thought you already had a second baseman named Dustin Pedroia and you had no room for Mookie Betts, so you're just like, yeah, let's just trade him. Get him out of here. Mookie Betts not only turned into one of the premier defensive right fielders in the game, Dustin Pedroia is out of the league and Mookie Betts is a perennial MVP. So just a story for all of you who just want to trade guys because they are perceived to be blocked. Remember Mookie Betts. That's all I have to say about that. One of my better answers, Wade. Yeah, good story. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I've never actually heard it out loud. Nabil, Nabil, Chris Matt. Who? Reliever that the Potters have been have been thrown out there for the last few weeks. Formerly St. Louis Cardinals property. He pitched with them last year. Had eight and a third innings, 3.24 ERA with the Cardinals. Did I say the Cardinals or did I say the Red Sox? I'm getting my, I'm all confused in my head now. He played for the Cardinals last year. He was on um, the Cardinals last year, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think he, was, he must have been an international signing by the Mets. So he's from Colombia, international signing by the Mets way back in 2012. Barranquilla. Like, yeah, Barranquilla. Um, I'm pretty sure Luis Patino is from Barranquilla. If my memory serves me. Anywho. Uh, yeah, signed by the Mets in 2011. Um, and then signed by the Cardinals in 2019. He pitched the alternate alternate side a lot last year and then uh, also got eight in the third innings. He's been kind of killing it this spring and people are learning who Chris Mott is. Um, I could be butchering this name. It's an unusual name, but that's who it is. He has pitched in six games so far, nine in the third innings. He's given up four hits. He has 12 strikeouts, which you know sounds like a lot, but for a reliever, it's actually not you know, insane, but, uh, 129 average against the whip is microscopic 0.43 ERA under a run also. So Nabil Krizmat, the, the bullpen's kind of a mess right now with Austin Adams getting hurt. Pomeranz is hurt. Um, who am I forgetting? There's someone else that's hurt, isn't there? Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, what do you do with Nibal Nabil Chris Mott, do you think he makes this team? He's he's old enough. He's got major league experience on a good team. Has good numbers in the spring. Had good numbers last year. Why not? Why not? Not Beal. Throw him, throw him out there. Okay. I, I did not hear about him. Spot. What's that? So give the guy an opening day roster spot. I didn't you hear anything about spot. him getting picked up by the Padres. Apparently he signed with the Padres on December 17th in 2020. Uh, it was during that black hole year of 2020, I guess, when the, under the radar move. I think, uh, you know, yeah, well, there's no reason to not put him in this bullpen right now, especially with Austin Adams banged up. Drew Pomeranz, I think, bring him along slowly for the love of God. He's our best bullpen pitcher, I think, at the moment. I'm not sure if that's even disputable. Um, I think 
he's got a he's got a spot on this team right now. I don't see a, a reason anything that's holding him back. Anderson Espinosa is not ready. I don't know if Michelle Baez is necessarily ready. Adrian Morihone looks like he's going to be in the rotation. Give it to Nabil. See what he can do. I like it. Adrian Morihone. So we just I just mentioned him. Adrian. I didn't get in the habit of saying Adrian. I've been saying Adrian for a long time. Adrian Morihone. Is he ready? Are you ready to just give the keys to the fifth starters slot to Adrian? It's like, hey, kid, here you go. Yes. You are. And by giving the keys, I don't mean like, hey, you're, you're renting it for a couple months or, you know, a month. And then, you know, if you ding it up, you're losing your car privileges and I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you're back to the bicycle. I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor anymore. But I say, you know, take it for the the year, drive it around. If it gets some nicks and cuts on it, that's fine. Um, As long as you don't crash the car, I'm I'm not taking the keys away from you. Are you okay with that? Yeah, we're expecting you to be like, you know, between the three and five ERA range. Get three would be outstanding. I I hope he's just around four. I'd be I'd be thrilled if he was four. Four is league average. It sounds bad, but four is actually fine. Okay. That's all we're expecting from him. Let him go. I would love that if he if he can be around a four ERA and be that. You know, it, it turns out with Lamette uh, not ready yet. He's he's not hurt. He's just working his way back slowly. But I don't expect him to be ready for the first week of the season. I think that the Padres actually need starting pitching depth. They're they're kind of almost desperate for it. Outside of who are uh, who are your five right now? Go. In order, like this is the playoffs. No, just five five starters right now for the oh, opening well, day roster. It's Snell. It's uh, you. Sorry, you Snell, Paddock, Musgrove, and Morihon. I think that's pretty easy. So where's Gore going? Gore is in the wings. I think it'll come sooner rather than later. There, there's always opportunities in starting pitching. In, in the bull, in the rotation, rotation or bullpen what? or whatever. There's always gonna there's always going to be an opportunity. He might have to wait a few weeks, but the, as the saying goes, you can never have too much pitching, and that's because guys get hurt, guys get skipped, guys, you know, come out early of games or or whatever. Like there there will be a time for Gore, and it will be soon. I just don't think that time needs to be on opening day. There's no reason for it. What do you do with Ryan Weathers? I'd put him in the bullpen and I, I like doing this with guys that are coming up that throw like him. Uh, I think he fits a, a, a bullpen role. Fantastically. You can turn him loose for an inning or two or, or three. I think he's ready for that kind of work. And I've seen it work a lot in the past with big name prospects coming up pitchers. That is who start in the bullpen and do that for a year and then go to the rotation. I think it's a really good way to acclimate him to the major leagues I don't think it would work for Gore as much. Um, Gore's not the the, the flamethrower that you would typically want coming out of a bullpen role like Weathers would be. And Weathers has experience doing it last year. It's not a huge sample size, but he's done it. And I think because the Padres need it, I'd be happy with Weathers in the bullpen for this year. I'm not worried about starting the clock. I'm, I'm famously against all clock manipulation. I don't give a shit if he comes up this year. And the service clock begins because if he's good, guess what? They're going to re-sign him before he hits free agency. Does not matter the years of control. So, Weathers come up this year, fine. Gore come up this year, fine. I don't care. 
I think just there's no reason to rush Gore. I think he'd be up in a month anyway. But Weathers, I think, started the bullpen for the year. And then next year, we we can see what we can do with him. Okay. You support all of that. I do. I totally forgot again. Uh, why don't you give us a read for eBay before we have to get out of here? I would love to uh, give you a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or latest released, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. They, I hate you, eBay. A team you're nailing it, though. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers and verified and with a verified return process. Oh no, you lost it. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of a hundred dollars or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique New York selection. <laughs> Is that it? You're done? Killed it. <laughs> not, not too bad. You, you started to doubt yourself that mid-read. That's, what, that's where you lost it. Too many you were doing fine. You were, you were doing fine. You, you put your head down and get through that. You don't acknowledge... The difficulty of the word that gives the words power over you. True, true. I'll uh, we'll get out of here for next week. Do you have any NBA trade line thoughts? I want to get I want to get one Wade thought NBA trade line. Not sure what the Clippers are doing. The Heat are legit. Heat are very legit. You know what? I like the the Rajon Rondo move for the Clippers. I like it. I'm in. And Magic City Lou goes back to Magic City. He's going to be just fine there. <laughs> I think he'll be happy there. Um, you got Gonzaga winning the tournament? Are we betting everything on Gonzaga? They're plus 210, I think, right now. I think they're at plus 150. I think it's going oh to be the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about betting that a couple days ago and saw the odds. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't see anyone beating them. There are two games they looked very sharp. You know who I like now, though, that uh, my bracket's totally done because Illinois lost in the second round to Loyola? Um, Baylor, if you're going to pick anybody to win, that's not named Gonzaga, sprinkle someone, sprinkle something on, uh, Baylor. I think they're the only other team that has a chance. Uh, my sleeper pick Florida state. I have Florida state in the final four. Not that it matters anymore. Cause like I said, my, uh, my bracket's done, but yeah, I like Florida state a lot too. Cool. All right. So thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands, And if you enjoy the show, Subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. That is Wade. We'll talk to you next week. Just move on. Your destination, though you may find from time to time. Ignore, I'm trying to record again. Now it's saying, Hey, it's going now. It says, It says Ryan's recording this call. Boom, we're back.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.